happens when you mix two opinionated southern women and a microphone. <laughs> I reckon they're a hell of a time. Oh, that's very funny. Damn. Coming from their home studio straight into your ear hole. Looky here. It's time to sling some shade. Southern shade. I see what you did there. With Liv Matthews and Jay Jansen. Welcome back, our Shade Brigade. This is Liv Matthews. And this is Jay Jansen and Blue Moon. I saw you standing alone. I don't even know why I sang that song. No, because I thought you were going to say Blue Moon of Kentucky. Keep on shining. Shine on the one that's gone and set me free. There you go. Yeah. Well, talking about setting people free, there's a lady in Germany. Supposedly, she really wanted to get a good night's sleep at the hospital, but her neighbor was making so much noise with her oxygen machine. Yeah, and this is like national news. Like the U.S. reported on this that, and they they warned her once prior to this, right? They sure did. They said, "Do not turn off your neighbor's oxygen." Again, like she needs it. Yeah, she's on a respirator. Don't turn it off. And yet an hour later, she pops it off again. She's like, fuck that bitch. She's going to die. But who does that? Like if you're in a hospital and somebody's on a respirator, what would make you think that shit's too noisy? I'm going to cut it off. And then when they come in and tell you, don't cut her machine off. This is what she needs to sustain her life. The lady still says, fuck that bitch. I'm sleepy. (laughs) I mean... I, I love the fact that she is, uh, you know, she's committed to it. But, I mean, it's wrong. I mean, this lady clearly needs oxygen to survive. I, I don't really freaking think that this is a perfect defense. I was sleepy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm sleepy quite a few times and uh, not one time have I ever just taken my husband's CPAP off his face and said, not tonight. Well, of course you haven't, because then you really aren't getting any sleep because he probably snores. And I know that because my ex needed to be on a CPAP and would never, ever wear one and snored like 14 motherfuckers tied together. <laughs> just sawing logs over there. I'm t- he was the whole freaking lumberjack. Jack Crew by himself, like the Fred Flintstones where he would suck the curtains in every time he snored. That was it, except it was the curtains, the wallpaper, the paint, the flooring, (laughs) the subflooring, like all it was so loud. Did he do the kicking? He didn't do the kicking, but he would do the long periods of silence where he quit breathing. And sometimes I'd wake him up and be like, bro, breathe. You're over there actively dying. Right. Like, literally. Like, you have forgotten all about your airway. Right. And there are, I'm going to be honest with you, there's sometimes I wanted to speed the process up because I did fantasize about, you know, just making them a little quieter. Like, if I just put the pillow over the face and just held it for a little bit. Like, not a big kill, just a little kill. Just enough to get some sleep. Just a little wee bit. Yeah, baby. That's what this lady was thinking about. That's exactly what the hell she was thinking about. She was thinking about getting sleep beyond any means necessary. That she was. She ended up being arrested and the other lady that she cut off her oxygen supply is in critical care. Well, yeah, she needed the oxygen to sustain her life. I don't know. Clearly, this lady wasn't, you know, stroking on all cylinders, okay, first and foremost, because if she were, the fact that they come to her and said, look, honey, you can't turn off that. That's what she needs to live, okay? It's bad. Don't do it. (laughs) It's bad. Don't do it. 
<laughs> yeah, they don't do that. Oh, I, I when I saw this and I, it was just so many people was reporting on it. I was like, really? I mean, most of the time people are hooked up to monitors. We're going to know right away that their saturations are low. And so therefore we'll be able to intervene. But clearly this uh, it went on uh, probably a little longer than it should. I mean, yeah, if she's on life support, which I mean, she kind of already was. But, you know, if she's not doing well now, since it's like she should be ashamed of herself and she should be arrested for that because you basically said, fuck you and your problem. I don't care about it. I just need some sleep. Well, she is definitely not getting any sleep in jail because it is very noisy. Well, I'm imagining that it is. I mean, there are certain other things that I feel like she could have done instead of escalating it to the point that she escalated it. Perhaps maybe ask the nurse for something to help you sleep, such as a sedative of some sort. Like, I can't sleep because of this, okay? Can you can you at least hook me up here? Or, or I imagine it went on for multiple days. She was probably in the hospital for multiple days. I don't think she would just get all fed up at one time and be like, fuck that bitch. <laughs> cut her hair off. Why not be like, look, motherfuckers, if y'all don't take me out this room, I'm going to cut this bitch's hair off. Like, can you put me somewhere else? You know, maybe somebody quieter, wheezes a little less. I don't know. So those are some of the things that I thought about. I was like, she could ask for a different room assignment or when it happened the first time, maybe go ahead and reassign her. Well, that would probably be the smart thing to do if somebody's got up and unhooked somebody's air. We're just going to move you like into the fucking quiet hallway. I don't know. Something. Yeah, somewhere we can keep an eyeball on you because you can't be doing that sort of thing. No, put it where the ice machine is. I don't know, but that wasn't appropriate anymore after that. She's already tried to end the lady's life, but let's leave her in there and let her do it. Wow. Bless her little heart. She's probably going to spend the rest of her life in jail slash prison, and she's 70-some years old. Well, you know, they probably need to really look into the fact of if she is even competent to actually be in prison, first and foremost or stand trial for what she did in Germany. I don't know how their laws work there. Of course, they're not in the United States. It may be way different. It just may be a punishable crime. Fuck you. We don't need to know anything else. That may be it, but she don't sound like she's mentally all there. I'm just going to say maybe some dementia, something like that. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a a normal thing that somebody would do. I feel like they would have a little bit of compassion and understand that if I cut this oxygen off, the patient may die, especially after you've been told if you didn't know that to begin with. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like there's more to the story. You know, I'm going to need to see the Paul Harvey card here. Yes, yes. However, I will tell you that I do love my sleep and I do get upset when I am awakened abruptly. I could almost, almost see how annoyed she would be. You do love you some sleep, honey. You are you sleep more than anybody as an adult. You know, you sleep like a teenager as an adult. I mean, kind of like I'm a, a 10 to 5.45 girl almost seven days a week. So I go to bed at 10 p.m. and I get up at 5.45 in the morning. Every once in a while on the weekends, I'll sleep until like 8 in the morning. But yeah, I'm very solid with my sleep hours. And I do enjoy my sleep too. I function on a lot less than you do sometimes. But I will say, since being here and not having to punch a clock and and, and have a certain type of schedule, Jay be getting a little bit more sleep. Yeah, it's a good thing. Well, speaking of sleep or not, speaking of sleep at all, um, (laughs) you know, Finn and I moved in together this week and we may be the only couple ever who has actually moved in together in different states and are completely apart from one another. Wow. All right. Explain that a little bit. So, you know, we're, we're staying here taking care of my father. Finn's here with me. We had discussed previous to us coming here that we were going to consolidate our 
households and we were going to take the next step in our relationship and move in together. Right. With that being said, you know, he had to terminate his lease because he had sold his home and he was leasing a space. So we, we were waiting till December. So December was finally here. And so he had to leave Tennessee to go move from his place in North Carolina to my place in North Carolina, um, all while he was sick. And I will say, God bless both of our kids because they all stepped up and, and got him moved over. And he's still struggling with his bout with the flu. That sh- this shit has been ridiculous this year. All the stuff going around, you know, the last few years is COVID, but the flu's kind of stepped in and it's taken its sweet little precious time. Right. I mean, the hospital is inundated with COVID, not to mention the flu. And then you add on RSV as well. So yeah, um, lots of widespread, just no availability of rooms whatsoever. We're just constantly boarding people in the ED and just trying to shuffle them through as best we can. Everyone that I've spoken to that has had a family member, you know, admitted to the hospital in the last few months, you know, have all struggled to find a room. And then, you know, also with my father being in the hospital a few times, like both times we didn't have a room available for him to go to. So we were in kind of a temporary makeshift room situation. It's crazy that COVID's kind of passed and it's not in the forefront of everybody's conversations and fears these days, but the hospitals are still full. They are. And and it's not so much that they are so completely full as if they are having to cut down on the rooms that they have open because of staffing. So there might be some hospitals that have complete wards or complete halls that are completely shut down because they just won't have enough staffing. So when you have that happen, then you've got people just piled up, bottlenecking in the ED or on the med search, wherever it is that they're having such a a problem with throughput. It's been been a little rough, a little rough. And a lot of these hospitals are not even wanting to do the travel nurses anymore because they said that they're hemorrhaging money. So you're just left with your regular staff just trying to do the most? I, I think that the pandemic kind of fucked up the whole world in a lot of different ways, if you want to know the truth of it. And I'm not going to get in the political things of it. You know, I've already bitched about the cause of inflation. We've, we've all experienced it. You know, gas going up. Thank God it's, you know, coming back down. But we're not getting the offset with everything else. So it's just kind of like, what the fuck is going on with the world right now? Oh, yeah. You know, just like we talked about before, it's like grocery prices are super expensive. Uh, yeah, the gas prices are a little bit lower. But, um, Lord, I'm a hemorrhage and money like nobody's business. Hard to save. Uh, well, you know, I have zero income these days, so I feel your sister. Matter of fact, these little memes that I see, uh, it says something like, what, what are you going to get me for Christmas? It's like, I don't have money. <laughs> I sent you that meme the other day, didn't I? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I actually sent you a meme that was maxi pads made into <laughs> um, house shoes. It says, what size you want? <laughs> That's hilarious. It's probably going to happen. Don't laugh too hard. I'm cool with it. Give me the, like the, the big extra stuffed ones, you know? You want the fluffy padded set? Yes, please. All right, girl, I'll get on it. That's so funny. But yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of memes about it. everything being so expensive like Christmas this year, like groceries and pay my bills is kind of cool. That is true. He's like, you know what? I did the most. I did the most by paying the bills. Everything is good to go. Uh, you're welcome. That's all I can say. Yeah, Merry fucking Christmas. 
Matter of fact, my child, you know, you asked your children what they want for Christmas. And last year, he wanted a robe, a flashlight, and an old man cane. Which I had a ball with because I'm going to tell you what, Liv's youngest double D is has always been my spirit animal. We've gotten each other on such levels like he's the one I connect with. He's also the one that showed me his ass more times than I care to talk about. <laughs> he's like this little old soul. And if that is truly, really a thing, like she essentially has a little old man in her home. He is a little adorable old man. So I asked so him this Christmas, what what does he want? He, he's got it all. He's got his little robe and his flashlight and his old man cane. And literally, this child said, um, can I get some marbles and maybe a pocket watch? You absolutely can. <laughs> I'm like, what? What in the world is he going to do with his marbles and a pocket watch? I have no idea. However, on Amazon for like 20 bucks, $25, I can get 500 marbles. Do you want that many marbles in your house? No, you know, they're going to be all over the house. I'm going to be like just kicking marbles. The dog's going to eat marbles. going to be trying to poop them out in the yard. I'm going to see something gleaming. And no, no. But I I did go ahead and order, I think, like 25 of them. That's more than I'd like to have. But you're going to ration him on his marbles? Like, I got you 25, but you're going to get them bitches one a month. You know, as he loses them, it would be a really good idea. But of course, I'm going to give them all to him and just hear clickety-clack 58 times a day. And mom, you know where my, my marbles went? It's like, honey, I don't even know where my marbles are. Right. I've lost my marbles a long time ago, son. It's best that you keep up with yours the best that you can because that's the only ones you're going to get. Correct. <laughs> but a pocket watch, that is so like archaic and like who the hell uses pocket watches anymore? How the hell does he even know about a pocket watch first and foremost? And, and what, what is he going to do with it? I had all those same questions. I tell the hubs, I'm like, he wants a pocket watch. And he was like, oh my goodness, you should get him like a little chain and like that goes on like a belt loop. Uh, he's like, Are you going to get this kid a vest where he can drop pocket watch in his pocket? He was like, maybe like a little suit and tie type of thing and send him to school. You want us to send this sweet baby to school in like a three piece suit with a pocket watch? Wow. No, no, nobody's going to make fun of him at all. They're going to think he's going to be teaching the class. Right. Or he's going to get his ass beat and that's how he's going to be tough. I'm not real sure which how it's going to shake out. I might have to teach him how to like flick that pocket pocket watch in somebody's eye socket. Oh, damn. You're going to have a pocket watch with a ninja star. Yeah, he's definitely getting arrested. Probably. But, I mean, out of everything that a kid could ask for. A pocket watch. Yeah. I mean, one year he asked for a bell and a nutcracker. How old is he and what era is he from? I don't know. I mean, this is clearly not from my doing. No, 1942 called and said, you need to come back. (laughs) I mean, I appreciate it. I mean, it's easy on the wallet. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, marbles in a pocket watch. You know, you're getting out for Christmas less than 100 bucks, sis. Girl, probably less than 30. I'm telling you. So, I mean, I do appreciate it. It's a little old soul. Wow. It kind of makes you think, though. It, it makes me wonder a lot when that he wants things like this. I, 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 I He's like 97. <laughs> I don't know how you had a 97-year-old child, but you did. Clearly, I don't know. It's just, it's so odd. And his brother is like completely different. I mean, he doesn't go outrageous with asking for things. He's pretty fiscally responsible. Like, you know, he'd be like, oh, that's too much money. Like, I won't ask for that. But I was talking to a girl at work and she was telling me that her son had asked for, what's those little like goggle things that you put on, but it's like, uh, you can see like avatars or something. I don't know. I know what 
you're talking about. It's like interaction. Yes. Whatever. I know, I know the what. words escape me, but yes, you know what I'm talking about. He wanted those, which supposedly is like $300 or something. And okay. then he wanted a gaming laptop. It's specific for gaming. And she said she looked up the prices and the like cheapest one that she could find was like $1,000. Marbles in a pocket watch it is. So as I'm telling this story about what my child wants, that's when she shares that. She said, oh, I wish my child would ask for things like that. This is what my kid wants. And I was like, ooh, wowzers. Yeah, that's a bit much. I feel like he would, would be say. very disappointed on Christmas. Oh, well, you know what? I've just, well, I kind of told my kids, little fibs, like Santa Claus does come and bring you presents, but mom has to pay Santa Claus to do that. Right. So, you know, don't be disappointed when you don't get $3,000 Christmas because mama ain't rolling on a Santa Claus budget like that, okay? That's right. So we're about to be in a recession and it affects Santa as well. Exactly. They can't make toys because they can't get supplies in. You know what I'm saying? So you're getting marbles in a pocket watch. There you go. I think everybody on my Christmas list this year is getting marbles in a pocket watch. I'm 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 loving where Little D's going with this. Yeah, yeah, Little D. I mean, it sounds fun. They're very practical. It, It doesn't sound fun at all. Well, I mean, you could play games with the marbles and then the pocket watch what tells you Tom. Games? What kind of games can you play with the marbles? You flick them at each other. There's like a whole marble game. One freaking game. You said you can play games. That was quite misleading. Like you're not even going to get him jacks with the marbles because that used to be a thing when we were kids. I mean, I probably could if he, he needed it, but he didn't ask for it. So uh... <laughs> he might think that they just anonymously come hand in hand, you know, like, well, get my marbles, I'm going to get some jacks. And then, you know, he's going to be disappointed. On, you're going to shatter his pocket watch dreams if you don't get him Jack. It is also a teaching moment that if you want something, you must ask for it and you have to be specific. Yeah. No Jack's yeah, well, for you. <laughs> I don't think anybody plays those games anymore, to be honest with you. No, I think but, the only reason why I did was because my grandparents were so old and they were like, look, this is what we used to play. And but clearly shit. he's 92, so maybe he will be playing this game. I don't know. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Wow. I don't have to get him like some dress shoes and start you know, playing like music from back in those days. I feel like he needs some Dapper Dan and, you know, a pencil mustache. I, I'm, I'm just saying, and some mustache wax. I feel like, you know, he's going to have one of those curly mustaches. He needs to have a curly mustache. What would you do if that's what I bought him for Christmas and we sent you a picture? I would live for that moment. Please do. <laughs> Do you want anything specific for Christmas? Like if you had, if there was plenty of money and you could just have one little thing, what would it be? I want a vacation. Oh, yes. I want to be sitting on a tropical beach somewhere with some clear water in the sand with my man, Mr. Finn, not giving a fuck. That's what I want to be doing. That would be a perfect gift for me. Concert tickets and vacations are the are the way to Jay's heart. Nice. I thought about this over and over again because the hubs was like, honey, I would really like to have you something under the tree. You're very hard to buy for. Like, what is it that you want? And I was like, you know, there's really nothing that I want that I couldn't save up and get. You know, like, it's nothing that I I need right now. And he was like, well, I I need something. Well, I thought about it and thought about it. And I'm going to tell you, I've came up with bubkas. Nothing. I couldn't. You put me on the spot like that. And I'm telling you, it took me a whole 30, 45 seconds to figure out what the fuck I really want because there's nothing, like you said, that I couldn't go purchase for myself. Now, I have said over the last few days, because it gets cold here, that I would love to have some Uggs again mm-hmm. because they were so warm. That That's one thing that I would probably ask for, but damn, they're like, 
you know, 130, 40 bucks a pair. That's not something I'm going to ask somebody to buy for me. You know what I mean? Right. But I think that your original thought process of the beach and everything. Yes, girl, I'm here for that. That'd be nice. Wouldn't it though? I, I keep saying when all this is done, and I know that that sounds so morbid for me to say when all this is done, but I mean, it's just a, a reality. I'm going on one hell of a damn vacation because I feel like I'm going to deserve it. Yeah. I mean, caregiving is not for the faint of heart and people think it's like super easy, but it's definitely not. It's very mentally taxing. It is. I've made the comment and I never in my life thought I would say this, but I've made the comment several times in the last few weeks. It's like, man, I want to go back to work. <laughs> right. But I don't get to see anybody. We're, we're super secluded. So Finn was gone for a whole week while he was moving into our home there. And, you know, I ain't even gonna lie, girl, like the seclusion was like getting to my soul. I, I'm just telling you. Yeah, you are a very social person. I don't know. I don't even know how you're functioning. It's barely. It's I'm barely functioning where I'm at. And and the screwed up thing about it is not only am I very secluded, I also don't want to talk to people. <laughs> A very hard balance. It really is. It really is. But no, I am very social. I just miss you guys. I miss my friends. I miss my family there. I, I just miss my life, I guess you could say. And some normalcy for me would be to get in every day and go to work. Because I started thinking like, you know, you get stuck in the old humdrum of your life and you think, man, I wish I wasn't working and I wish that I could just do this and do that and do this and do that. And the reality is, is although I'm not working, I don't get to do this or that or any of that. So my life is very boring. It's very mundane. It's very the same thing. It's what can we watch on TV that we've not already watched? Or, you know, I'm crafting and doing diamond art for the love of God. Also things that I never thought I would say because prior to that, I hardly watched TV. And I don't so, think that people really understand that because, you know, for years I took care of a retired doctor in his home and, you know, I had the money and they paid me well and I had the time to do anything that I needed to do. But the problem is, is everybody, all my friends are working. So you have right. to wait until they get off work or they have time. So you just spend the majority of the time just alone watching TV or crafting or whatever it is that you do. I will just be glad to get some normalcy back in my life. And like I said, hell, I'm I'm cool to go back to work, ready to go. <laughs> Let me do it. But it was all about, even though I was secluded in my job and kind of had an office all back to myself, they kind of put baby way back in the corner. <laughs> you know, I had the choice then if I wanted to interact with human beings. It, it, it's just that more than anything. It's, it's human interaction for me. It's having a different conversation. It's like, I absolutely am so glad that we're still doing the show because I get to talk to you and, and to all of our listeners and share probably jack shit with them because there's really nothing going on in my life. But still yet, it's the interaction for me like I, my soul needs that yeah I mean having our weekly interaction I mean even though we talk more than that at least via text but it gives us something to do it gives us even though you guys are you know essentially invisible to us we are talking to you we absolutely are we're not just talking to one another we're talking with you guys and actually guys we've we've done this with you for two years now can you believe that Liv I know two years 
we've been doing the podcast. Uh, when we started this, did, did you even think? Well, A, I don't think that we even knew that we were going to do it. It was just an idea at first. Well, it absolutely was an idea. It became a commitment. You were very analytical and you broke down the statistics for me and were like, you know, most podcasts don't make it past this point. And so I became very focused on making it past that point. And then we wanted to take it to the next level and the next level and the next level. And here we sit two years later, still coming in your ear hole every Monday. You're welcome. I know, right? You probably got an ear infection now. Probably a really bad ear infection. If we are what has infected your ear, it's fucking bad. (laughs) Oh my goodness. But out of all that, I really want to express my gratitude to you being my co-host and also my bestie from way back. Thank Um, you, baby. There's nobody else that I'd want to do this ride with. And thank you so much to everybody who's tuned in for two years now and and listened to what little old me and little old Liv had to say about something. And I know that you guys have been with us through the ups and downs. You've been with us through changes in our lives, be it, well, me mostly, changes in relationships and, and things like that and life situations. And I just, you know, this is about as real as life gets. I agree. I mean, not only with the changes in the life, but even just the, the changes with the podcast, we've had a change of name. We've had some upgrades with the audio. Right now, we are doing this remotely, so the audio is not perfect. But we just keep coming back and bringing it to you guys because we value this. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's been so many wins for us, even just the small wins. The people that have came to us and and said thank you for starting our week off and you've brought laughter and joy into our life or you've listened to us or you've helped us through these situations. Like You guys will never really treat know how you've impacted myself and live and and changed our life too. We just appreciate each and every listener that we have. And I know a lot of people say that, but it's true. I appreciate our fans. I appreciate our listeners. I appreciate the people that have tuned in and have supported us on this ride this whole entire time. And I'm just very grateful. I am also grateful. We've had some true A1 since day one. You know, you guys interact with us and tell us, oh, you remember when you said this? And I'm like, oh my goodness, I completely forgot that I said that. But that 100% did happen. Like, I love those stories. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, hey, your podcast reminded me of the time when I did so and so. And and we love those interactions. Or, you know, we've had several people come to us individually and be like, you know, something that you said on the podcast changed my life and how impactful those little moments have been to the two of us and how humbling it has been to be on this journey completely. And again, I, I would not want to do it with any else but you live. And I feel the same way. I do. I appreciate you coming in there and just really taking the reins, not even a second thought, helping old girl out. And we really have just kind of made this our own. And two years later, here we sit. Here we are, girl. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's really humbling to me that I stuck with it that long, to be truthful with you. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it is a commitment. It's a weekly podcast and there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the back end. So definitely it is is a commitment and we've stuck through it for two years. We're still doing the daggone thing for as long as you guys will let us. And you know, don't forget to keep liking and sharing us and write in. Please. We love to hear from you. You make our days when you do that, our weeks, our months, our years. Like you guys are the reason why we keep showing up to fuck with your ear on Monday. What? 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 <laughs>
Oh, but yeah, keep liking, keep sharing, keep keep telling people about Living Jay. Just keep listening, man. So as always, our website is southernshadewithlivingjay.com. And like you said, you can write us. Our email address is southernshadepodcast at gmail.com. Y'all come back now. You hear? You've been listening to the Southern Shade Podcast with Liv and Jay. Oh, bless their heart. You're not mashing the right button.